Hello and welcome back to the Badass Reset Club. What's up, everybody? Today we are talking about something near and dear to my heart. And these are the top five factors that hinder us from our weight loss goals. Welcome to the Badass Reset Club, a special place where if you've lost your way, girl, we're here to help guide you back. Those club doors are opened up wide so we can discuss all things fitness, nutrition, body composition, hormones, menopause, beauty, headspace, and more. Hey there, my name's Heather. I'm a fitness expert, nutrition coach, autoimmune athlete, mom of three pretty cool kids, and married to one handsome firefighter. I started this club because after years of over-exercising, under-fueling, gaining weight, dealing with Hashimoto's disease, and experiencing hormones gone crazy, I knew there had to be a better way. So come on in, badass. Let's hit that reset together. So I am so passionate about this topic because... I love to tie it to real world stuff. Okay, imagine this. Imagine that you are coming across the finish line at the New York City Marathon. There are 50,000 runners. There are people cheering wildly everywhere. You've had a day full of amazing hard experiences. What does that feel like? It is an incredible feeling. If you've never done it, I want you to trust me on this. It feels amazing. But I want to back up to like the six hours before that. When you're doing something monumental, like running the New York City Marathon, You are leaving your hotel room early in the morning. Usually it's dark. You're taking a ferry to Staten Island. And I'm going to back up there because not only that, you're taking the subway to the ferry and then you're taking a bus from the ferry to the start line. So you've already been traveling quite a bit. You get to the start line and then you wait and you wait sometimes for two hours until they open your corral to let you in. And so you've got lots of stuff going through your head, nerves, your stomach might be going crazy. You're excited, but you're already feeling like, oh my gosh, I've I've been up and at them now for three, four hours and I'm still not running yet. And then they let you in your corral. And you get in with all the other people in your time and you're looking around and you're, you're excited and you're starting to peel off your layers that kept you warm. And then they start to move you and you think you're about to start running. But the truth of the matter, you don't even start running yet. You have to get all the way up about a half a mile walk to the start line. And you're in a slow herd with thousands of people. And you get up right to the base of the Verrazano Bridge. And they're singing the national anthem. 
And then they start playing, start spreading the news. And you're starting to hear the song and you're like, oh my gosh, this is it. All these months of training to get to this goal. And then the gun goes off. And it's up and over the bridge for the first mile you go. And you drop into Brooklyn and you're like, I'm actually doing this thing. If you've never done it, that is a little bit of the description of just race morning. So now fast forward to how long that marathon takes. And gosh, if you're fast, it's going to take you three hours and change. If you're an average runner like me, it's going to take you four hours and change. And you just never know. You never know what's going to come up. You never know what's going to get in the way of crossing that finish line. But I'll tell you what, the journey is incredible. So I know that we all have goals. And today we're going to be talking about like what gets in the way of weight loss goals, but I'm going to keep coming back to specific things that I've encountered in the past and where we can kind of relate what holds us back. So today I've got five top things that could be holding us back, hindering us from hitting those weight loss goals. And they can apply to anything else that we're doing in life. Number one, this is the common one. This is the one we all know about. It is the fear of failure. So we've got a fear of failing to lose weight, and that can create anxiety that will definitely hinder our progress. We need to think about the psychological factors at play. So what comes into mind often when we're going through that journey is a fear of judgment. Being judged for either wanting that goal being judged if that goal isn't being attained as quick as you'd like, being judged for how we're doing things that we're doing. Maybe it's that you're just not doing things the same way that you used to. Maybe it's that you have kind of like cleaned up a little bit and maybe people around you are judging because they are used to you just the way you were. And then another part of this fear of failure is the fear of change. Like what if, what if this doesn't work? And even more scary, what if this does? That fear of change can hold you back from accomplishing your goal. Number two, the negative self-talk and body image. We are so good at speaking to ourselves negatively. And I know we would never talk to people we love or our best friend, or our kids, the way that we talk to ourselves. So that negative self-talk and that negative body image is detrimental to you hitting your goals. We have sometimes these thoughts about ourselves that are so subconscious, like we're not even aware that we're thinking this about ourselves. And so what we need to do is step back and recognize and address negative self-talk. I know that when I am working with clients, especially when I get to see them face to face, we are not talking the negative words. We're just not. If something comes out like, I'm I'm not good at this, I suck at this, <laughs> we change that right quick because that gets stuck into a loop in our brains. It's these neural pathways that we've created with this negative self-talk that we need to change and address. 
So if we had guidance on recognizing that first and foremost, so that we can actually see it, then we can learn how to put a stop. There's also something that's very much a societal standard when it comes to negative self-talk and and that negative body image, almost like it's, you know, that the norm that we should feel this way about ourselves. And it's kind of a self-deprecating behavior that really doesn't get us to our goal. Okay, number three, procrastination in our health goals. I am the ultimate cleaner when I'm procrastinating. So if I don't want to go do a hard training run, you better believe I'm going to start wiping down baseboards. (laughs) Or if I don't want to prep my food and chop veggies and clean up the fridge and get things organized for the week, I will start wiping down the cabinets. Like maybe I'll strip the sheets off the bed. I don't know. (laughs) I am a great cleaner when I'm procrastinating. So if I know if I am doing things that I don't typically do, if I'm cleaning windows, I have to step back and go, all right, girl, what are you holding back from? What is this procrastination all about? Because it's just not my norm. When we think about what we procrastinate doing, it's usually for two reasons when it comes to our health goals. It's usually because we are afraid of the discomfort or it's perfectionism. I mean, those are the two common things. And if we think about what we're afraid of with the discomfort, I can tell you right off the bat, for me right now in my in my training program, it's the long run. It's very uncomfortable. My feet hurt. My body hurts. I'm tired. I'm, I'm bored. It's discomfort. Perfectionism. That's a whole other thing that we have to deal with when we're talking about holding us back from our health goals, we can't actually do things perfectly. And so we'll never get there. We'll never get there if we hold out for perfectionism. So we're going to talk a little bit more about how we can get past that. But let's go to number four, lack of clarity with your goals. So not really setting a specific and clear health goal It's just not going to pan out well for you. When I'm working with someone, we do something called the five whys. And that is if someone says, I want to lose weight, why? Because I I want the scale to go down. Why? Because I like we have to dive deeper to get to a more clear goal. It's too easy to get off track with your goals if it's not clear. I'm sure you've heard about SMART goals before, and that is you know, if you're laying out what you're looking for, you're looking for those clear, measurable, achievable, the time-based, the SMART goals are really what help you to laser in. And if you're looking at a weight loss journey, you want to do, you want to be thinking about the techniques that you need to get there. You want to be thinking about the actions that you're going to take. You want to be thinking about the time base on that. So it's best to, if you're going into a a weight loss goal, a fat loss goal, it's best for you to set a certain amount of time on that and have a plan because those SMART goals are much easier to stick with than just going into something open-ended. Okay. We also want to make sure that when we are looking at having a clear goal, 
that we're doing that with not the thought of motivation, because I think that motivation is completely fickle, but more with discipline. And so if you've got a smart goal, if you've got these actionable items that you can follow for a certain amount of time, then you can be disciplined because you're creating those behaviors, those those patterns over and over of how you're going to achieve the goal. And you don't have to rely on motivation. Motivation will last, you know, for for a short, short time, super fickle. You cannot stay motivated for long. So it We look for discipline. Okay, and the last one, the last factor that tends to hinder us from hitting our goals, it's battling the self-doubt and imposter syndrome. And I know that this is so super common in every facet. So it's not just in a weight loss regime, it's, it's everything that you're doing. We can have those little ants, those, those negative thoughts in our heads, and they'll talk to you so loudly. It's because we're really good at that self-deprecating behavior that we can pull this stuff up easy. When we're talking about the self-doubts, it's because we don't have the confidence yet. We don't have the confidence in our ability to actually see this through, to meet those goals. And if we've got the imposter syndrome, it just means you don't believe that you're worthy, that you deserve to meet those goals. So it takes a lot of building self-confidence to combat those self-doubt and and imposter syndrome issues that we have. And when we can start to build up the resilience to build that confidence, we have the self-belief. It's a beautiful thing, but it does take practice. We go through this in the Badass Reset Method where we are incorporating all of the actions to do so that you've got that confidence, so that you have that self-belief. Okay, so those are the five things that tend to hold us back. Let's talk about some strategies to overcome those sabotaging behaviors, those things that hold us back from crossing the line. When we cultivate self-awareness, when we can recognize what those behaviors are that are holding us back, we can highlight all of the key points that we need to help us to get the behavior change. So some ways that you can cultivate self-awareness, maybe you're journaling. If I run a race and I find myself in that race looking at my watch and I'm not quite where I wanted to be in that race and I start to slow down, I know that I'm, I'm having those thoughts of, I'm not good enough to be doing this. I don't belong here. I'm not going to get a good time. So I might as well just like walk this thing out. I'm going to journal that. I'm going to work that through so that the next time that I get into that situation, the next time that those thoughts start to arise, the next time that I start to fall back from my goals and get a little bit behind them, I'm cultivating the self-awareness to nip that in the bud for the next time. So let me give you an example. Last Saturday on a long run, I was tired. I, I felt very strong until the last two miles. And then I was tired. And I started to walk. And then I said, oh, girl, you know what? Not doing it this time. Not doing it. And what I did was shift that sucker around. I pulled out my Mel Robbins favorite technique of the five-second rule. You count five, four, three, two, one. And there I went, ran again. I was tired. It sucked. I'm not going to lie. I didn't feel great about it. But in my head, 
I knew I was getting to my goals. I was not going to self-sabotage just because I started to think that I needed to slow down and walk, that I couldn't do it. I could absolutely do it. I just needed to implore some self-awareness. The second thing, we can challenge our limiting beliefs. So by that, how can you reframe those negative thoughts into positive affirmations? How can you start to emphasize the positive things that you're doing to get you to your goals? And that will challenge your limiting beliefs. So when you start to have limiting beliefs that maybe you're going back to the um, imposter syndrome or that you uh, just have that self-doubt that you're not going to be able to get there, challenge those challenge shows. Why not me? I recently heard someone say something that was so profound and stuck in my head. And instead, what she said was when it comes to um, hard things in her life, instead of saying, why me? She shifts it to try me. And I really thought that was powerful. So when we can challenge the limiting beliefs, when we can challenge those negative things, we can shift it in a much more positive way. All right, the next thing is setting the realistic weight loss goal. So go back to the SMART goals. Is it specific? Can you nail it? Can you get real clear on what it is? Is it measurable? Is it achievable? Is it relevant to you? Is it time-based? SMART goals will always help you get there. They'll always help you set the goal and then keep it in context of how you can attain it. It'll also tell you if you're on track. And if you're not on track, then you work through some of the other methods. Like the next one, seek support. And when I'm talking about seeking support, having someone listen to you is one thing. So your spouse, your partner, someone you're really close to, someone you live with, it's fantastic if they can listen to you. But sometimes even better seeking support from someone like a health professional, from a coach, from a support group. When you're navigating these challenges, sometimes they've been in your shoes or they know what you're facing and can offer so much more support. It's great to have someone listen, but when someone can help you to get to that goal, even better. All right. And the last one here, something that we need to remember with everything that we're doing in life is embrace that health goal, embrace that weight loss journey, embrace whatever the journey is so that you learn from it, so that you have this growth opportunity. Because as humans, we should always be growing. We should always be learning and flourishing and thriving from past experiences, whether they're good or bad. This is just part of life. This is us learning, you know, like adaptive coping strategies and how to push even more. And I love you know, thinking about like stories of the journey, like thinking to that start line on the bridge, the six months of training that went into that, all the places that I ran in the heat, in the cold, in the rain, in the dark, with friends, by myself, with blisters, listening to certain things, learning certain things. That journey to me is sacred. And a weight loss journey can be just as sacred. Every single journey we're on, we need to reframe and think about the fact that you have come a long way 
And sometimes it's not always easy. And sometimes you learn different things about yourself that you had no idea you were going to learn. But this beautiful life, this beautiful opportunity to try new things, to go after new goals, to become a healthier, more better, badass version of yourself, when we see that as a journey, it's so much more worthwhile. So I hope that if you are on a weight loss journey, you are not so focused on a number that you need to get to until you're happy. I hope that you're so not focused on how your body looks when you look in the mirror until you're happy. I hope that you take all of the learning opportunities of fueling your body with better foods, of moving your body in a way that makes you feel strong and confident, of giving yourself that nourishing rest, of taking recovery days, of learning self-care, of learning what your body needs and when and make that journey a special one. Thank you for listening today. I hope that you got something out of this. I will be thinking about you. I will be thinking about this and all of the hardships one month from today when I'm running that New York City Marathon. Super excited to represent Force, which is Facing Our Risk of Cancer Empowered. It is a charitable organization that raises money for hereditary cancers for women. I'll be thinking about all of this on the run and you better believe I'll be growing from it. Have a great day, badass, and I will see you next time. Well, there you have it. One step closer to feeling strong, confident, and inspired to take care of you again. And you know what's even more badass? Sharing this with a gal pal that might need a little fist pump in her life. If you got some inspo from this episode, I'd be honored if you took a screenshot for your social and tagged me at Coach Heather Yancey so I can send you a personal thank you. And please know that if you could take a minute to rate and review the show, it helps get this podcast to more people. And that's super badass. And finally, if you haven't joined the Badass Reset Club on Facebook, what are you waiting for? I'll see you over there and go get them.